Welcome to Rethink It, a place where we discuss interventions and how we can utilize the principles of habit to implement them. I am your host, Dr. Martha Joseph Watts, and today on Rethink It, I will be sharing with you how I utilized the principles of habit to attain my 2247, my weight loss journey. Don't go away. When we come back, I will share my story with you. Welcome back. As I promised, I'm about to share with you one of the struggles that I think most, well, a lot of people, especially women, have struggled with. And when you have gotten to the point in life that's over 40, and may I add a little more, over 50, we find that weight loss becomes a real challenge. And for the past six years, I have not seen a certain number on that scale. And no matter what I have tried, I have tried several methods, which means dieting, abstaining from foods that would cause me to pack on, pack on the pounds, and nothing changed. Before I read the book, The Power of Habit, I only associated the principles of habit with how do I change attitudes in my classroom? How do I change attitudes in you know other aspects of life? But I never took the time to actually apply the habit loop or the principles of the habit loop to my personal life. And what happened earlier this year um, made me take some time and rethink my entire process or my entire method of approaching weight loss. On June 13th, 2020, I something happened. I was playing hopscotch with my nieces um, and I, just 3.3 seconds, I was on the floor, on the ground actually. Um, the beautiful part was I was able to shift myself from falling on the hard concrete. And between falling and waking up from the floor, I started thinking of, from the ground actually, I started thinking of my teeth, how much it would have cost for me to repair my broken teeth. I thought of my glasses um, that I was wearing at the time. I thought of the broken bones that um, probably an emergency room visit would have cost. And so I started thinking of all of those things and I'm like, why wasn't I able to lift my body when I went to scoop that piece of paper from the from the ground. And um, of course, it was June, which is five months into COVID-19. And I knew that I had packed on some, I had um, gained some pounds, but I didn't realize it was so much. And so when I went on the scale, I saw that I had gained 16 pounds. From my doctor's visit in January to June 13th, I had packed on a solid 16 pounds. And the, the odd thing was I had been feeling different. Um, climbing the stairs, I was a little breathless. 
walking my two miles was a little longer. Um, snoring was a little heavier. And so there were things that I noticed that made me aware that I had gained weight. My shirts were now popping on. I was looking at my videos over and I was seeing my shirts were just popping and they were extra larges. So I know for sure that something was off. So, you know, modest me, I decided, well, okay, I can take care of that myself because um, it was a quick 16 pounds. So I can, I can deal with that. So I went home in July and then I started all of the things I usually do, like eat healthy, walk in the morning, walk in the evening, go to the gym sometimes, um, you know, all of those things. And I noticed that I was able to lose nine of those 16 pounds and the rest, the remaining seven pounds just didn't want to budge. And so I decided that I had to do something. When we come back, I will continue and walk you through my realization and my journey. Now in the past on this program, I have discussed the habit loop. First, we have to have a cue. In other words, what is that thing that triggers my next set of steps, which is gonna be my routine? And um, what reward do I anticipate once I have gone through those routines? And so I started thinking, now that I know for sure that I am stuck on my weight loss journey, I cannot, it does nothing seem to be working. And I know that some of you listening to me today, you have experienced that. You have actually lost weight, but then somehow it's just stuck in gear and nothing works. And when I tell you nothing, I mean nothing. That includes being, um, that includes going on a juice fast. That includes, you know, doing, getting a coach and going on all of those, you know, cycles and, and all of the things that I should do, I tried and didn't work. And so um, I knew that I had to change something. So there was that trigger, which was my cue that I needed to lose weight. And there were things that triggered it, whether it's if I went walking and I felt that I was breathless, or if it's when I tried to put on my clothes, I realized that they were too tight. Or when I looked at my videos, I saw that my, arm, my arms were actually six times the size. So there were things that triggered the idea that I needed to come up with a set of steps or activities. So that routine, I knew that I need to set it up and I knew what my reward was. I wanted to be able to wear um, my correct size, which had been medium for a long time. I also wanted to um, feel healthier. I wanted to walk. When I walked two and a half miles, I wasn't taking 15 more minutes to walk. So I had that reward that I wanted. I knew what I wanted and I knew what triggered me, what caused me to think of my reward. But obviously my routines were not working. And so that's where I want to take you today. I want you to realize that while it is true, I did get a program. It was more than just a program. It had to do with those set of things that I decided to do in the middle that caused me to be able to get that reward. So first of all, my number one thing that I had to do was to get that 
shift, my mental shift. I said, look, if you do not lose weight, you are going to be unhealthy. You are going to, you know, you're not going to be able to do a lot of things. And what do you prefer? Spending time in the doctor's office or making sure that you lose that weight? And so I had spoken about it so much that I had people in my corner. So at school, my supervisor said, hey, this is what I did over the summer and I lost weight. And my niece and my sister, they said, oh, we all did this and we lost weight. So probably you could try it too. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to try that. But I had to get to that place where I shifted my mindset and said, yes, I am going to do what it takes to do that. I am going to do it. So that was the first thing I had to do was to shift my mindset. The next thing I had to do was to sacrifice. The program that I was going to go on, number one, it was costly. Number two, it would require me to do make a lot of changes. So I had to basically sit and decide, am I prepared to make that sacrifice? And remember, I'm talking about the routine. What did I have to do in the middle? I knew what caused me to think. I knew what rewards I wanted, but there were some things in the middle that I had to prepare. And so my first one was, as I told you before, getting that mental shift or that shift in mindset. And the next one was that sacrifice. It cost some money. I had to make up my mind that what, I, what would I prefer? Would I prefer to spend that money on getting into a program or spend that money in, in the doctor's office? And I said, okay, let's try spending that money on that program. That was the second thing I did. The next thing I realized is I had to have a support system. So even if I had made that sacrifice and I had gotten those foods in my possession, I needed to be accountable to somebody. So the program allows me to have a coach, but that one coach was definitely not enough. So when I went to school, I had my supervisor reminding me, are you doing this? Are you taking, are you doing all what you're supposed to do? Then every morning, like clockwork, I have my little sister who called to say, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Then my niece is on the other end saying, how is it going? So I had people that I was accountable to. And my best friend, when I told her that I was on it, so I had four people around the clock reminding me, are you doing this? Are you doing that? You must have a support system. You must have somebody you are accountable to. And so part of my routine was to be accountable to four people at least twice. One person at least every day and at least the two others at least two or three times a week. So my shift in mindset, my sacrifice, and then my support system. When we come back, I will walk you through the other three aspects of my routine that ensured that I was able to attain 2247. And I will reveal to you what that 2247 means in the next segment. See you soon. Don't go away. Welcome back. 
You are listening to Rethink It with your host, Dr. Martha Joseph Watts. And today I am sharing with you my weight loss journey that I label 2247. So as I told you before, I had a shift in mindset. I made sacrifices and I also had a very strong support system. But there was something else that worked very well for me. And if you are an athlete, and you are a former athlete and you're listening to me, you will understand what I mean. The next thing I had to do was how do I measure my progress and celebrate it? So as a high school athlete, I didn't play professional sport, but I played high school sports. Um, that was my entire five years of high school. And um, I was a consistent athlete that was year round. So if you thought of this athlete who would play all sports in the year that was me so i played netball when it was netball season then i did track and field and then i did rungus so we did every i did everything in the sporting world and so for me measuring is important as a track and field athlete when i'm on that starting line there is somebody on the other end with a stopwatch. when i get to that line the first thing i need to know is what was my time the next thing i want to know is what was the other person's time who was ahead of me or what is the record what was the last record broken or for that particular race and then when i go back to that starting line i want to see if i can break that record or if i can break my time even if i can't break the record i can try to break my time and so as an athlete with that mindset i need to know now how well i did so even when i was told that i should weigh every week that was never going to work for me because my athlete mentality tells me i need to weigh every morning because i want to know how well i'm doing and so i am not here to say that this is the best thing for anyone but i can tell you what worked for me with my athletic mindset when I did long jump, I wanted that tape to measure my distance so that I can know how fast I must run the second time, how much I must stretch myself so that I can break my speed and my landing. And so it was the same thing for me with that journey. I wanted to know what, how I'm doing. And I wanted to know that every morning. So every morning, I stood on that scale right after emptying my bowels. I stood on that scale and I took a picture. I wanted to know how well I did. And guess what? If I lost what I expected to lose, which is like sometimes five ounces, six ounces, or up to a pound, I celebrated. It was just a happy feeling. Sometimes my celebration was just, just being happy. How do you celebrate small wins? So one of the things that I did, remember I said that I wasn't able to wear certain things. About a week before I went on that program, I was so determined to lose weight. I bought some undergarments that I was not able to change in like three years. I wasn't able to change the size. And I went and I bought one size down. And I said, if you are able to lose at least two inches, you will be able to wear this. And so that was one of my rewards for my small wins. 
Um, and so the, the point I'm making is if you want to wait until an entire week to find out if you made progress or not, I think it would be more devastating if you didn't make any progress. And again, that's just from my experience. So what I did was I measured and I celebrated. The next thing I did was to find my happy. For, like my, my, my support system, they said to me, oh, if you had done things exactly how you were supposed to, you would have reached your goal already. And um, I'm like, it's okay, I'm fine, because I wanted to make sure that along that journey, I was happy all the time. I didn't want it to be boredom. I didn't want it to feel like someone was forcing me to do things. So I did the things that made me happy. And so if I feel like I had a beautiful week and um, I did, I lost the what I needed to lose, whether it was one pound or two pounds, I made me some popcorn or just while I watched the movie that I wanted to watch or while I did something that I was going to use to celebrate, I made sure that it was something that made me happy. So I, I didn't wake up every day thinking, oh my God, today I have to eat these boring foods again. No, I made sure that every day what I consumed, I enjoyed and not just what I consumed, but how I consumed it. So you want to make sure that you find your happy because if you do not find your happy, you might find yourself sliding right back to where you were. And that takes us to the last point I want to mention is acknowledge your mistakes. So if you notice, for example, I went um, when Thanksgiving came, I had family over and then Christmas time, I went over to family. So what happened? I gained one pound both times. So I reversed. What do I do? I acknowledge my mistake and then I wheel and I come again. One of my favorite Caribbean Calypsonians says, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and start all over. So that's what I do. And so you want to be able to realize, to acknowledge that you've messed up and just wheel and come again. You cannot just develop the what the hell effect and just not do anything. You want to make sure that you acknowledge and work on it. So just to recap, my process or what I used to create that routine was that shifting mindset, that sacrifice. I have a support system. I measure and I celebrate. I make sure I find my happy every day and I acknowledge and I bounce right back once I've made mistakes. And guess what? After seven months, I have got lost 22 pounds, four inches. That's what I mean when I say 22, four, seven. 22 pounds, four inches, seven months. Now, I know some of you listening might say this is small. Of course it is small, but for me, I had not seen those numbers on the scale in six years. 2014 was the last time that I had seen the numbers that I see right now. Is my journey over? No, it's not. But 
I have the same cues. I'm thinking of my health and I'm thinking of my rewards. But guess what? I walk two and a half miles now in 31 minutes. And my health is a lot better. And guess what? Because I have found my happy, I know that I can continue that process and get to that place. While some people might think that I'm not getting there fast enough, that's fine. I have a routine. I know what my rewards are and I am working towards them diligently. I want to encourage you, whatever that situation is, it could be, it doesn't have to be a struggle. For me, it was a weight loss struggle, but for you, it might be you want to write a book. It might be you want to complete your degree or you want to start. Whatever that struggle is or whatever that goal is that you want to achieve for the for this year and beyond, it doesn't have to be just a 12-month goal. It could be a lifetime, something that you want, a place that you want to be for the next decade. What are some of those routines that you can put in place to ensure that you attain your goal? So in our next podcast, I will walk you through the entire habit loop, how we can use the habit loop to break old habits and how we can use it to develop and cultivate new habits to ensure that you attain your goals for this 2021. Thank you so much for your listen. I do hope that you at least find something from this podcast. And my intention, what I have done, I have created a Facebook group called Habits That Count. And you can find that group, ask to be invited, and I will let you in. And what we will do in that group is to provide that support, that accountability. Who are you going to be accountable to? Whether you're writing that book or you're working on your college degree or it could be a relationship, whatever it is that you're working on. It could be your financial goals. doesn't matter. Whatever those goals are that you want to accomplish, go ahead and join us. And what we're going to do is to support each other. I know of people who are very successful and they too have the areas in their life where they need to patch. And so feel free to share with somebody else and invite them to come in. Again, I invite you to like, subscribe, and leave a message. Go on to anchor.com, click on that message um, sign, and leave a message. Ask a question, and who knows, next podcast, you your, your question will be answered, or you can be a guest on my podcast. So thank you again for your listen. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for leaving a message. And don't forget to join us on Habits That Count. And we also have a YouTube channel, Habits That Count. So I'll send out this podcast and more via YouTube. And hopefully we can stick together during 2021 and we can develop those habits that's going to encourage us to become successful in whatever 
whatever area we want them. Thank you for your listen. Bye-bye.